Welcome to another episode of Online Dating with Patsy, the podcast. Hi, I am excited about today's guest. Her name is Tracy Berry, and she's the Assistant U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Missouri, and she's also an Elder Justice Coordinator who has worked on several romance scammer cases in the St. Louis area. Welcome, Tracy. Thank you, Patsy. And you're from the St. Louis area. I am born and raised. Yay, me too. I'm always excited to have a local person uh, join me on here. Uh, can you give us a little bit of your background before we get into two really good stories? Sure. Um, I am a graduate of Washington University Law School and undergrad. Um, went to Memphis, Tennessee and clerked for a federal judge there. Um, and went to the U.S. Attorney's Office. So I've been with the U.S. Attorney's Office over two decades, um, work prosecuting white-collar fraud cases um, and elder justice cases um, the last probably seven years. Cool. Now, when you say elder justice cases, you're talking like elderly people? Right. So we refer, and I, I need to clarify, um, mainly because of my own age, um, anyone who is 60 years or older falls within the category. Exactly. I just so, turned 60 in December. <laughs> yeah. So the whole term elder justice, that was devised by somebody who was like 25. Um, anybody who was in their 50s would not have used such a term, but um, it's what we have. So as the elder justice coordinator, I'm responsible for doing outreach in um, the entire Eastern District of Missouri, um, basically bringing a awareness to, um, to others about elder fraud, how to protect yourselves. Um, I coordinate prosecutions of individuals who um, have targeted individuals who are 60 or older for their fraudulent schemes. Um, and I work with um, older adult advocates throughout the Eastern District of Missouri. Wow, that's that's awesome. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about was the big news in St. Louis, Kirkwood, Missouri last year was about an 81 year old lady who was used as a money mule. And you worked on that case. First off, explain to everybody what a money mule is and then tell us about the case. Sure. Um, a money mule is an individual who receives money directly or indirectly from victims and sends it directly or indirectly to fraud scammers. Um, it could include an individual who sets up the whole infrastructure that allows scammers to receive or take money for victims. So a money mule can be someone who is a part of the scam ring. So it can be someone who, has, who lives in the United States, who lives abroad who is basically funneling money from a victim to the, to the main scammers. Or it can be an unwitting person. So we often have victims of romance fraud scams who've been enticed by um, their online paramour to, you know, I'm gonna send you some money and I need you to forward it to me. Or I've got this business enterprise and we're gonna deposit money into your bank account and then you need to forward that money um, to pay my debts. Those are people who become unwitting money mules. So 
um, Glenda Seam is an individual who was um, a victim of a romance fraud. She was a woman, or she is a woman, um, very little financial means, who was targeted by an online, I'm just going to call him an online predator. She sent her own money to the scammer. When she ran out of her own money, the fraudsters enticed her to receive money from other individuals um, through MoneyGrams. She would receive those MoneyGrams and then she would wire the money to um, Nigeria on their behalf. She did that up until Western Union stopped her and said, you're involved in a fraud scheme. You need to stop this. She then went forward and became a money mule in various other schemes. She had money deposited into her account. She had um, electronics mailed to her that she then pawned and then forwarded to the scammers. That's who Glenda Seam was. Wow. And she's 81 years old. Well, she's last year. now 82. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yes. But when she started this, um, we prosecuted her. Um, when she was 81, but mm -hmm. she had been engaged in this conduct for approximately seven years. Wow. And during that time, um, her family, um, people in the senior complex that she lived in, uh, bank employees, um, the Western Union people, uh, all tried to intervene, local law enforcement intervened to tell her she was involved in a scam and she needed to stop. Federal authorities became involved because she didn't stop. And she was receiving, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars from romance fraud victims themselves. Man, and because I mean, I remember the story, seeing it online and such. And, um, mm -hmm. and then I saw the little video that the FBI kind of had her put together talking about it. Yes. She looks like anybody's grandmother. And Absolutely. And it broke my heart because I'm like, oh, my God, you know, she could be my grandma, you know, and. And that just, it just really tore me up a little bit because I was like, this poor gal falling for all this. And it was a very difficult case to prosecute just from our perspective. Um, individuals from the FBI and the Secret Service went to talk to her multiple times to get her to stop. They would leave there with her promises that she wouldn't do this again. And she continued. Um, she kept engaging in it, engaging in it, engaging in it. Um, the next situation occurred when federal law enforcement authorities were talking to her and she was working on, on the behalf of the fraudsters. Um, so it was just a continued criminal activity that she was not going to stop. It, but for the actions of hmm. her, um, federal public defender and the federal public defender who got the son involved, who also got her um, some mental health counseling. But for all of their actions, I don't know that she would have stopped. That's so sad. I mean, these guys just take such advantage of, especially someone at her age, you know. Um, exactly. Has any, but does anybody follow up with her now to see how she's doing or have you heard anything? 
No, which is actually a very good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that is, that we don't is. want to hear from her. Yeah. Uh, she is she is actually um, on a term of five year probation. Uh, so she is being supervised by the United States Probation Office. So they're they are checking up, making sure that she's doing what she's supposed to do. Uh, she was ordered to do community service. Um, she has also been ordered to engage in um, counseling through um, a program with the AARP, um, their fraud watch program. So, you know, our hope is, is that she has now understood the significance yeah. of what she engaged in um, so that we don't have to hear from her again. Yeah. Um, and hopefully her video is a lesson to others because it's actually being paid, played nationwide um, that the person who ends up holding the bag is the money mule. Yeah, that's sad. Now, there was another case you uh, sent me a press release on about a woman that was sentenced to two years, I believe, for being used Correct. as a mule. Yes. Can you right. tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Um, so that's Linda Madsen. Uh, Linda Matson came to the attention of the Postal Inspection Service when $50,000 fell out of a, an express mail package that was going through one of the bulk mail centers in the St. Louis area. Um, they followed up and found another um, express mail package with another $50,000. Interviewed um, Ms. Madsen by phone and tried to get an understanding of why she was mailing $100,000 to a post office box in St. Louis, Missouri. $100,000 cash oh my to a post office box. Um, now, that post office box had already been determined to be used by um, witting money mules who lived in the St. Louis metropolitan area. Uh, they were originally from Nigeria. Um, they were in the United States legally, um, but they were working with fraudsters who were in the United States as well as in Nigeria to funnel money. Wow. She had been enticed to send this money to the St. Louis metropolitan area. Um, and during the course of trying to follow up with her, Ms. Matson, while telling the postal inspector that she would stop engaging in the fraudulent conduct um, and she would no longer talk to the fraudsters, and she even sent links to Dr. Phil episodes um, talking about money mules and, and women who were women and men who were being victim um, of romance fraud schemes. All the while, she was actually engaging in the same conduct with the fraudsters. This time, however, she had enticed her family members to send, um, it turned out to be $590,000 to her. Oh she then immediately sent that money out to the same fraudsters. So the story that had been told to her by the fraudsters was that there was a portfolio that contained um, cash and diamonds valued in the millions oh and gosh. that she needed money or that the fraudsters needed money to have that money to have those packages released from customs she had been told that that was all a lie she acknowledged it was all a lie 
And yet, 10 days after telling the, um, I'm sorry, it actually turned out to be three days after acknowledging that it was a lie. She told her brother that she was engaged to a military officer and that he had um, a portfolio with valuables and she needed money to get it through customs. Her family accepted her story and sent her the money. And at no point in time did she ever reveal to them that she had been told it was a fraud scheme. Mm. So oh in this case, she wasn't just a money mule. She was actually the person that was soliciting the money. Wow. Wow. And she, did you have to actually go to trial or did she plead guilty and get a lesser sentence? Well, she pled guilty. Um, and the judge has the ability to look at the various facts and circumstances and determine what the appropriate sentence is. Um, so she did get a <coughs> lesser a sentence that was less than what the guideline calculations are. Um, but that was based upon uh, the judge's determination as to her characteristics and the offense characteristics. And to a certain extent, the judge considered the fact that she had been um, a fraud victim before. Oh. She's, however, she was still um, sentenced to two years incarceration. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Now, was she from the St. Louis area or was she just sending the money here? No, she was just sending the money here. She is actually a resident of Ohio. Okay. Um, and the case involving Mr. Seabay and Mr. Ofikoro um, actually involved no victims living in the St. Louis area. All of the victims lived outside of, outside of St. Louis and mailed money here. And I can't remember exactly how many victims, but um, there were at least more than 50 victims in oh various places. Wow. Wow. That's, it's just, it's sad to hear that. I hate, this is really bad. I think it's just worse than the poor 81-year-old lady, you know, just. Yeah. So um, one of the things I know I wanted to ask was, and I've been doing TikTok lives and I've, I got a great group who talked to me and, you know, it's just, it's really, I'm learning a lot more. They're learning from me. One of the big things is how to get the word out to people about this. And also the convincing them, I know is hard as you talked about in your two cases, you know, what other avenues can we do besides social media and word of mouth to let other women know and TikTok. I've had women, oh my God, I didn't know about this. And I'm so glad I learning this, you know, what other things can we do? Well, you know, just what you said you're doing is using social media. Now, let me also say, it's not just women. We're also having men that are victims of, of these romance fraud schemes that are either becoming money mules themselves um, because they're wanting to help their uh, female uh companion yes um, or male companion um you know love has no gender rules right. so they have no compunction whatsoever um in going after whoever has the money and even people who don't have the money so outreach that we're doing here you know um your blog um facebook anything any of those those avenues we also do reach out 
to um, communities. Um, aging Ahead in St. Louis, St. Louis um, Agency on Aging uh, are two groups that work with the St. Louis Financial um, Broad Coalition. It's got a long name and I'm trying to make sure I get it right. <laughs> we do a lot of outreach to them and they take it to their members. Um, we've gone to community centers. We send material out to, to senior centers. The best thing is to just keep the stories out there to keep the information alive. And it's really not just about educating older adults. It's also about educating their family members because in every single case that we have had um, in terms of prosecution, the success stories, the stories where people have been stopped, where their um, finances have been protected, have been when they have a family member who educates themselves and then works with their family member to understand that it's a fraud. Now, it's not 100%. It, sometimes they have to keep telling those stories over and over and over again. They have to put um, things in place. And they just have to be a sounding board and not give up on that family member. So whatever we can do to get the stories out, the information out, um, that's what we're going to do because these people don't stop. And why should they? They're safely in um, Canada, Nigeria, the Dominican Republic, Costa Rica, wherever in Europe, wherever they might be. And they're doing these things and they don't get caught. They're also operating a team of mules. So it's not just that they have one group that they're working with, they have multiple groups. So if one cell gets shut down, they already have another cell in place. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes what, what happened in this case with Ms. Matson, the St. Louis, Missouri cell was shut down. When that cell was shut down, she was then told, okay, send the money to a different post office box in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. And because we didn't know at the time that she was doing that, there was an inability of federal law enforcement to immediately get in and set, shut down that cell. So, you know, one of the things that people need to understand is when they're being told, okay, send money to this address and that money gets intercepted and they're told, okay, we'll send it to this address. It's a scam. You need to stop. Well, I learned so much listening, you know, the, the stories. That's why I, I was anxious to get you on here. Um, and I know how busy you are. And I'm so grateful that you made it because I just knew after you sent me that second, uh, that press release, I'm like, oh, we've got two things to talk about. I think if they hear from the experts, the background, because I do talk about the 81, 82 year old lady from Kirkwood. I talk about that saying this right. happens, you know, and so now they can hear the direct story from you. <laughs> well, I really appreciate this opportunity to speak to you and to speak to your audience. You know, like I said, whatever we can do to get the word out, because people are being, it's not just the financial harm that they're experiencing, the emotional harm, the fact that their trust is being 
basically breached in such a severe way is something that you know we need to be aware of and guard against. No one should have to go through what they're going through. Yes, a couple messages from, I get a lot of messages now through TikTok from women and, and they've been scammed and the one goes, I just feel so stupid. And I said, don't feel stupid. You know, I try to end it with a compliment, like, look, you're an awesome person. Right. Take what you've learned and pass it on to others so that they don't fall for it. That's kind of my, what I've been kind of doing. I mean, I can't solve your problem. I'm happy to listen to you and I'm happy to uh, lift you up. Um, and then, you know, take what you've learned and help others, you know. Well, can I, um, I want to share with you, the AARP has a ton of resources for individuals, um, as well as for their family members. But one of their most recent, well, I shouldn't say most recent, because I think it's been in existence for over a year now. It's called Fraud Watch. Um, and they actually have a program wherein victims of romance scams can do kind of like an Al-Anon or AA meeting where they're talking to other victims and they're helping to understand that I'm not stupid. I, I, I trust it and um, maybe I trust it unwisely, but you know, I'm not alone in this. And I think that is one of the most important things that we can get out is people are isolating themselves when they've been victims of this. And some people have, I've had them tell me that they, they tried to commit suicide. They thought about suicide. Um, they don't want anybody to know. And here they are, they've sold their house, they've sold their car, and they have nothing, but they don't want to tell any of their family members what happened um, for fear that they will be, um, their power, their independence will be taken away completely. Yeah, that's, that's sad. I, my heart goes out to all those people, but I always try to tell everybody, don't make fun of them. Right. Give them support, say something nice, you know, don't, I know what you're thinking and I know everybody thinks it, but don't mm -hmm. say it. Offer support, be kind, you know? Yes. I want Absolutely. everybody to be kind and be happy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, Tracy, thank you so much. I appreciate uh, everything. The art thing, I'm going to look up. I think I have a link to art on my blog, uh, okay. but I'll double check. And if not, I'll add it. I have like the FBI, FCC, everybody listed okay. so that I can Perfect. think of. <laughs> so thank you so much. Well, thank you. And like I said, I really appreciate this opportunity. All right. Okay. And we're stopped. Okay. I apologize. My little no, I was, I'm like. Well, and, and, and so I'm like, okay, I need to, going, I need to talk. I need to, to keep talking. I need to like make sure she doesn't have to, because I know when my allergies are acting up. Yeah. And that's what it if is. If I talk, it's going to start. Yeah. So, but I thought, no, I can't put this off. I got to get this one because I've been just so excited to have you on, um, well, thank you. on here. So thank you. I'll let you know when I get this out. It may not be till this weekend, um, That's fine. whatever, you know, um, but I do have a couple other people from TikTok who have been scammed, who are interested in talk, telling their story. 
And okay. so, uh, but it's like, I got to line everybody up. <laughs> and then I do have this one guy on Facebook who was, whose picture's been used. Mm-hmm. And um, I find he, there's this page advocating against romance scammers that I follow. I had the two people who created that page on my podcast in December and okay. they were posting something. And this guy told his story about how his picture had stolen. So I sent him a message said, I'd love to have you on my podcast. He finally got back to me. He gets lots of weird messages, which I get. And right. so we're trying to set up something. So, okay. um, cool. but, but anyway, thank you, Tracy. Thank you so much. Well, thank um, you. And you take it easy. And I, I keep your email because every once in a while I have a question for you. So <laughs> feel free to use it anytime. I, thank you. So you take it easy. Thanks. I hope you feel better. Oh, me too. At least I got my voice back. <laughs> On Sunday, I'm trying to call people about the church flea market. And the more I talk, the more. And finally, the one lady goes, just call me in a couple of days. <laughs> I just couldn't talk. Good. <laughs> well, thank you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed um, having and hearing from Tracy. I had met her a while back, and it's been months trying to get her on here because she is a prosecuting attorney, and she's super, super busy. So I was thrilled the past week before we recorded it that she was available, and I had to grab it. I do have to apologize I had a little bit of a coughing spell. I was postponed. I had to postpone this already once because I suffered from a little bit of laryngitis and I had a nasty, nasty cough. It's much better now, but I hope it didn't interrupt. Tracy kept talking, which was perfect, and I did my best to cover it up. So anyway, so I just got one thing to say, um, and I need your help. And it won't cost you any money. That's the cool thing about the stuff I do. It doesn't cost you any money. Uh, St. Louis Magazine's A-List 2023, my blog got nominated. So there are five blogs nominated, minus one of them. And I would like to ask you to go out there online. I'll give you the information uh, to vote for my blog. You can go in and vote once a day. I would appreciate it. The um, It's Online Dating with Patsy. <coughs> You'll see it. Um, the web address to go do this is stlmag.com slash A-list. A-L-I-S-T. And my category is under the Arts and Entertainment category. You can go through there. There's lots of really cool stuff. Um, if you're looking to vote for somebody else, I got a friend of mine nominated because I kept nominating her um, for local author. Her name is Cynthia Gagan. So if you would like to give her a vote as well, that would be wonderful. But I have all this information on my blog, www.onlinedatingwithpatsy.com. And you can catch all the information there or my Instagram page, Patsy Online Date. Follow me on TikTok, Online Dating with Patsy. I have been posting my audio conversations with scammers recently, and my TikTok has blown up. I've gotten so many more followers. Um, I do lives when I can. I think that's why I got laryngitis the first time, because I was talking too much. Um, but check it out. Um, I get 
ladies asking me questions. I answer them as best I can. Um, but anyway, yeah, go check it out. And again, vote for my blog. I would just so appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as I say at the end of every episode, never send money to someone you don't know.